Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is advantage. Now, as referees, I think we all love giving advantage. It, it always feels great when we give an advantage in the attacking third and it leads to a goal. Everybody's seen the video of Mike Dean uh, <laughs> celebrating. I think it's a, a Tottenham goal uh, after he's played a fantastic advantage. So we love it. It's a great part of refereeing and, and, and it helps us to deliver an entertaining game because it allows us to keep the game flowing. But it's not a simple topic. It's not as, as simple as just standing there with your arms out and shouting advantage. It, it, it can be quite complex and there's many factors to consider. So Ali, do you want to kick us off with an explanation of, of what advantage is in terms of the laws of the game? In terms of the laws of the game, you can find the definition of advantage in Law 5, the referee, in the powers and duties section. And Law 5 defines advantage as when the referee allows play to continue when an offence occurs and the non-offending team will benefit from the advantage and then penalises the offence if the anticipated advantage does not ensue at that time or within a few seconds. Now, this is a very by-the-book definition Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it needs to be broken down a little bit more. But to put it simply, when you give an advantage, means that you're allowing playing to continue because as a referee, you believe there are there is an actual advantage for the team that was fouled. So that team is better off by keeping the ball and keeping playing rather than getting a free kick. And I think what you just said, better off, and in that definition, there's the word benefit. That for me is the crucial part because, you know, we see a lot, and I know you see it coaching LA, uh, referees who are just playing on for the sake of it. Whereas, well, actually the team would have been better off having the free kick instead of just playing on for the sake of it for a number of factors, which we'll discuss later on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, It sounds basic. It sounds simple, but as we know, it can be, sometimes can be a double-edged sword mm-hmm. uh, as much as it can be satisfying. Mm. Mm. So what are two of the first things that we need to consider, Jack, when talking about advantage? Well, the first two, there's many, many factors, but but two things as a basic rule um, when refs are deciding to play advantage or not is possession and opportunity. So what do they mean? Possession is the fouled player or the teammate has active and credible control of the ball. And opportunity means the non-offending team, so the team that's been fouled, has an opportunity of continuing or starting an immediate attack or an attempt on goal. Pretty clear. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, although I have to say in the past few years, we've seen, and I think this goes along with uh, the evolution of football itself, opportunity has sort of changed its meaning a little bit. Because mm-hmm. back in the days, for example, when I started refereeing, uh, when you started refereeing, Jack, uh, advantage, sorry, opportunity meant basically being around the penalty area or being almost almost sure to have the opportunity to take a shot on goal, basically. It mm. was very, very restricted as to what opportunity meant. But obviously now football has changed, football has evolved, and we have players that can 
you know, with a couple of passes, they can can get the ball on the other end of the field in, in two seconds, uh, which means opportunity, it's changed a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's and that's where I think the definition of the law can help referees in applying advantage because it says advantage is applied immediately or within a few seconds. Yeah. And that's that's quite important. It's quite important to understand and there's a lot of different factors that influence this particular aspect of advantage, which we'll talk about later. But I think it's quite interesting and you will see advantage more often than not nowadays even applied from the defense from when a team has the ball in their in their own back third yeah or, or the middle third just reflecting on what you said yeah. around when you first started refereeing the advantages are usually around that edge of the penalty area whereas i think my in my opinion the most effective use of advantage is usually in that middle third and usually on a, a counter attack or something like that because that's when mm. a, a player is trying to do a foul to stop the attack so what we might call a spar right but yeah by having an opportunity, it allows them to keep moving at pace. And that really, really gives them an advantage instead of having a free kick, which slows everything down. Yeah. So possession, it's obviously, it's pretty clear to understand. But I think we need to to break down a little bit more. How do we decide whether mm-hmm. there is an opportunity, whether there, there is a chance to actually give advantage? Obviously, as long as the team that is fouled doesn't lose the ball, well, that's the first take. But how do we... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty straightforward. So if the ball goes to the opponents, well, that's there's no advantage. It's probably, probably no advantage. Probably yeah. not, probably <laughs> not. But there's a whole leap of other things we need to consider. Uh, whole, lots more factors to think about and keep in mind when we decide whether an advantage is the right thing or not. Yeah, and I think it's important to preface this with, so this is uh, obviously coaching corner is short coaching conversations. Now we could talk about this for a long, long time, going through every sort of minor piece that contributes to advantage. Um, so we're just going to go over some high-level stuff now. But if you want more detail and more information on this, you can jump to refcoach.org and sign up to our members portal, which is free. And there's a great article written by Ale on advantage, which goes into a lot more depth than we will on this podcast. But to start off, one of the really important considerations is is the skill level of the players. Um, obviously, the higher skill level of a player, the more likely are that they'll be able to take advantage of an advantage. So, if you've obviously if you've got Messi running at pace and a defender's trying to foul him, but you can play advantage, well, he's a very good player, so it's quite likely that he'll be able to, to take advantage of it. Whereas, if you have you know Sunday League, much lower skill level of players or juniors, for example. It's less likely they're going to have the football ability to be able to to really make the most of a a referee playing advantage. I think you made a really good example with juniors because I think the skill level also defines the role of the referee in a game. And if you're under refereeing under twelves, you need to pay a little bit more attention to their safety, being a little bit more careful because obviously they're they're kids, they're young. Uh, not that you don't pay attention to an, a senior player safety, obviously, but you also need to consider that a 12-year-old may have a different understanding of football, uh, of pain or a foul, uh, mm. whereas a senior player may be more willing to play and, and keep going once fouled. So that's also something to consider. Mm. And I would say skill level, it's also probably we can also apply to the, the referees 
skill level. Yeah, if you no, just that's, started, that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you just started refereeing, keep it really simple. Mm. If it's obvious that, you know, a team has an opportunity, let them play, give it a go. If you're not sure, well, maybe it's not that much of an advantage. Um, so let's not try and let's not make life harder for yourself. Uh, start start simple, you know, step by yeah. step. Um, and then you learn with experience, which is really that's what advantage is all about at the end of the day, experience and understanding of the game. And that leads quite nicely, Ali, I think, into what are the, the two, I guess, next points to talk about, which I'm going to combine because I think they come together and it comes back to experience here. And that is the impact, so advantage, and we're thinking about the impact on the referee's control of the game and the temperature of the game. So if we're playing advantage, it means that perhaps a team is thinking that a foul, something that's been taken away from, hasn't been punished as much as you're letting them play on. And that can have an impact on on match control. And number one thing when deciding should we play advantage is, is, is it going to impact our match control? Because at the end of the day, our job as referees is to keep control of a game. And then a second factor to that, to do with control is the temperature of the match. If the game is what we would call very hot and there's lots of fouls, lots of offences, lots of cards, yellow and red, well, it's going to be more difficult to maintain control. So we need to consider both of these when playing advantage. It's very important. If if two teams are playing well, they are playing in a fair manner, it's easier to give them an advantage because they'll... Mm they'll accept the decision more and they'll get mm. along with it. Mm. Whilst if two teams are just kicking the hell out of each other, well, it's a lot harder because an advantage may just inflame the situation. Mm. Um, I mean, a practical tip that I can think of in either situation, when you always, when you give an advantage, if a player feels that they've been, they've been doing, you know, they've been take, they've been, they've had something taken away from them. Let them know once you once you play the advantage. The next yeah. time you go past them, it's like I saw that. Yeah, I get. I let you play advantage because you had an opportunity. Okay, just I saw that. Okay, yeah. give them a thumbs up, and they may go, "Oh yeah," but but they'll understand. They'll they'll feel acknowledged. Yeah, the parity has been restored. Exactly, they'll understand. Yes, you saw the foul. You agree with them. There was a foul, but because there was an advantage, you let play go, and. Some and that they will help you controlling the game because they'll respect you more. They'll say, Okay, the referee agreed, he, mm. he, he was a foul, I was right. They'll feel like they're in the right, but has let play God this time to, to let us play, which is okay. So, the fourth point to talk about, and there's a few different considerations beneath this, is position on the field of play. So, the first one we'll talk about is if we split the football pitch into three thirds. You can have a defensive third, which is obviously the third closest to the defending team's goal. Then you have the middle third, and then you have the attacking third. Now, we're most likely to give advantage in the attacking third and and the top half of the middle third. The reason of this is being is that it's less likely something can go wrong, which could negatively impact us. Imagine if... There's a foul on the defender, the centre-back, and you try and play an advantage, but the centre-back skews up the pass and it goes straight to the other team's centre midfielder. All of a sudden, possession's been turned over and the team's attacking, when really the centre-back got fouled and they should have the opportunity to have a free kick uh, and not be negatively punished. Yeah, that's 
that's quite important in defense. And uh, you see that happening. It's more common than what you think. Mm. Uh, mm. On the other hand, the, the closer you get to the penalty area, obviously the higher the chances of an advantage being effective. Like mm. you mentioned before, Jack, in, in the midfield, it's always quite good, especially when, when you have a, a player running at pace. And, mm. and if you give a free kick in the in the center circle, that may give the opportunity to the defense to come back and mm. line up and, and defend better. But if it was a quick counter, maybe an advantage is the best solution because all of a sudden you could be taking away uh, three versus three if you give a free kick instead of an advantage. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you'll see players stopping. So, well, they make the decision for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But always have that in the back of your head. One other factor around fouls around the penalty area, especially close to the, the penalty area line, is that a team may not actually want the advantage. They may have a, a, um, a set-piece specialist. Think of about a team with David Beckham in. And the odds of them scoring from a free kick on the edge of the penalty area were very high. And and I've had it before, obviously not refereeing David Beckham, but refereeing where teams have set where I've played tried to play advantage or play an advantage and they go, actually, we'd like a free kick next time, ref, um, because of that reason. So it's just something, it, it, it's not common, but it's just something to, to bear in yeah. mind. Well, that's just as, as likely as uh, with teams that have great you know, great and tall players, tall players mm. that can jump and head the ball. Think of, you know, someone as tall as Peter Crouch <laughs> that he yeah. would uh, st- stand on top of everyone. If you have a free kick on the, on the right wing, you want to whip it in and try and get yeah. a header on. Um, yeah. But at the same time, that being said, another thing to consider with that, it's some teams may not want advantage because they want to slow the game down because maybe mm. they're winning 1-0. So you're around the penalty area, and yeah, maybe it's a great advantage, but they just want to stop the game. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's also something to consider. There. And the teams will let you know. Yeah. If there's something I learned, is that the teams will let you know because they will moan and groan. They always do, but in this particular situation, they'll moan and groan even more, and they'll tell you, ref, just pay the free kick. Hmm. We don't want advantage. So a few things that obviously are linked to the position on the field of play. So the final topic we'll talk about is disciplinary action related to advantage. So we've all seen it watching football on TV or we've had it when we're refereeing. You play advantage for a reckless tackle, play on advantage, whatever happens, maybe a goal scored, the ball goes out, whatever. But then you come back to caution that player because just because we play advantage, it doesn't negate the disciplinary sanction that will go with that offence. So there's a bit more to it, which Ale will explain shortly. But generally, if it's a yellow card, you need to make sure when you play advantage, that player's not already on a yellow card. Otherwise, you could have a really difficult situation to deal with with, if that player then becomes involved with play again. And then the law quite clearly talks about that advantage should not be applied in situations involving serious foul play, violent conduct or a second cautionable offence unless there's a clear opportunity to score the goal. And the advice to referees there would have to be, it is the most clear opportunity to score a goal in the world. The the, the centre forward is two metres out from goal with nobody in the way. It has to be that clear um, because it, it would just become an incredibly messy situation to deal with. But the overarching thing to remember is just because advantage has been played it doesn't negate the disciplinary sanction it still has to be administered at the next stoppage 
Ali, do you want to talk briefly? It can be a comp- well, it's not that complex topic, but do you want to talk briefly about um, obviously the re- recent uh, changes to the laws of the game with with Dogzo and downgrading, and then with Spa as well? Yeah, so this was actually a, a relative gap in the laws of the game because for many many years, I remember even you and I, Jack, discussing what happens if there is a spa, but we play advantage. Do we go back and caution? The Lozodan game were never really clear, but I believe a couple of years ago, this was actually put down black and white in the Lozodan game. So there are two things to consider, first of all, whether an offence is a technical offence or a physical offence. With physical offence, obviously, we're talking about reckless reckless tackles or serious foul play or violent conduct. Any of these the card still stands because it's even if you give advantage on a reckless tackle, that f- that tackle has to be punished, has to be sanctioned with a yellow card. Even more so if it's serious foul play or violent conduct. As Jack said before, if you gotta give a, a red card, maybe unless the ball is rolling into the goal, as you see that happening, there's no advantage because otherwise the risk is everything's going to explode behind play and you'll be looking at play and all of a sudden there's people punching on behind you, which obviously we don't want. So with physical offences, the cards are still given. There is no change. Now, it become, it's a bit different with technical offences. Technical offences, we mean spa, stopping a promising attack, or dogzos. Yeah. So if we have a dogza or a spa, but we play advantage... Well, then the disciplinary action is different. On a dog zoo, if we play advantage, we downgrade that card. So if the dog zoo was a red card, that becomes a yellow card because we played advantage because effectively the obvious goal scoring opportunity was not denied. We could say there was an attempt that failed because of a great advantage by the referee, which means the red card turns into a yellow. If... A dogs with a yellow card, I think, footballing challenge in a penalty area, which is going to be very, very rare because usually on penalties, we don't really give advantage unless it's an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Or a spa, a stopping, stopping a promising attack outside the penalty area. Those yellow cards get downgraded to nothing because obviously there was an attempt to stop the play, to stop a promising attack. But because of a great advantage of the referee, the play was allowed to continue. So the promising attack was actually not stopped. So very, very simple to think about, but something to keep in consideration because up to a few years back, there was lots of confusion and you could see cards given or not given depending on the game, but that was because the law was not very clear. But now it's there to help us and easier than it, it makes it very easy for us obviously remember think think of an example where if a defender starts holding an attacker outside the penalty area and continues the holding inside obviously you may try to play advantage on a stop of stopping a promising attack with a hold outside the penalty area which would be a yellow but if then the foul continues into the penalty area that becomes a penalty kick and if it's a holding well because the advantage was not ensued then you have to give a yellow card in today's podcast we talked about advantage first of all we talked about what is the law's definition of it and and what factors do we need for advantage to occur possession and opportunity then we delved into depth a little bit more around factors around 
what referees can consider whether to give it or not. And you can find more detail about this on the RefCoach website in the members portal. And then finally, we talked about disciplinary sanctions related to advantage. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a RefCoach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a RefCoach whistle to show that you are part of the RefCoach community when you're out on the pitch.